listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Danica Ellis. This is episode number 371.5, and today I'm going to tell you about two of the most mind-blowing books I've ever read. They're also both sapphic and by Black authors. Since I talked to you last, I've been in a bit of a reading slump. I decided that I wanted to break out of it by learning how to become a mood reader, which I don't hear many people actively trying to be, but I am not and I want to be. Ever since I started book blogging, I've had a long list of books that I'm supposed to be reading by a certain time, and I usually just work my way through that list. The problem with that approach is that sometimes I'm not in the mood for the book that I'm in the middle of, and I feel like I can't pick up another book because I should be reading that first book, usually because it's an advanced reader copy that I need to finish by a certain date. But then I end up not reading at all until I finish that first book in one frantic reading session right before that deadline comes up, which if I was going to do that anyway, I could have just read other books in between. So I'm trying to keep my reading with a due date, like the all the book selections to the weekend and then mood read on the weekdays, just pick up whatever I feel like and not books that I'm supposed to be reading. I have to admit, so far, this experiment has been a little bit rocky, mostly because I'm not actually finishing those books on the weekend like I planned, like I'm supposed to, but I'm going to keep at it, and I'll let you know how it goes. But enough about my reading schedule. Let's get into talking about some of the most mind-blowing books I've ever read. These are both thought-provoking reads with complex storylines that have stuck with me years after I finished them. But before we discuss those, let's hear from a sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publisher of the smash hit Fourth Wing. You'll only cross these blades once in a page-turning new tale of revenge strategy and so many lies. Best-selling Red Tower Books is releasing its next year's read that will capture your imagination and keep you guessing until the end. May Corlin's Five Broken Blades tells an intricate high-stakes tale of five total strangers united in a plot that will test their strength, wits, and courage. Each has their reasons, all have secrets. But while it's easy to portray a stranger, it's not so simple to stab a friend or a lover, okay, in the back. Now these five blades must choose between vengeance and one another. Pick up five broken blades by Mae Corlin for a thrilling, adventurous tale filled with risk, romance, adventure, and oh, so many lies. The relationships in it are complex and nuanced and involve everything from friends to enemies found in biological family and lovers and more. Thanks again to Entangled Publishing's Red Tower Books, publishers of the smash hit Fourth Wing for sponsoring this episode. Today's episode is brought to you by The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman. The pressure cooker of minor league baseball leads to major chemistry in this exhilarating, sexy, and triumphant rivals-to-lovers debut romance. Gene Ionescu is the first openly trans player in professional baseball. He has nearly everything he's ever let himself dream of. That is, until Luis Estrada, Gene's former teammate and current rival, gets traded to the Beavers. Now, Gene and Louise can't manage a civil conversation off the field or a competent play on it, but in the close confines of dugout benches and roadie buses, they begrudgingly rediscover a comfortable rhythm. 
As the two grow closer, the tension between them turns electric and their chemistry spills past the confines of the stadium. So this is one of the first adult rom-coms published by a major publishing house centering a gay trans man by a gay trans man. It also has ADHD and anxiety representation and some joyful, heartfelt moments. Make sure to check it out. And thanks again to The Dial Press, publishers of The Prospects by KT Hoffman for sponsoring this episode. The first book I want to talk about is Everfair by Nisi Shal. I picked this up because the idea of a steampunk alternate history of the Belgian Congo sounded fascinating. I was looking for takes on steampunk that weren't European. And then when I started reading it, I was pleasantly surprised to find out that it also has several queer woman point of view characters. I've been writing about queer books online for more than a decade now, which means that it is now very rare that I pick up a queer book without knowing that it's a queer book. So that was a fun surprise. And while the steampunk description is what got me to pick up Everfair originally, those elements are really only a minor part of the story. Instead, it's a fascinating, multifaceted exploration of colonialism told from a wide range of perspectives of the people involved. So the amount of point of view characters made this a little difficult to get into at first, but it's also the strength of the story. In this alternate history, a group of African Americans buy a parcel of land in the Congo from King Leopold II, the Belgian king, even though obviously he has no real claim to that land to begin with. So this group plans to make a utopia, both for the natives of the area and for enslaved people who have escaped America. Of course, utopias are a lot easier imagined than made real. We see from the perspectives of many of the people involved, including the original king and queen who are trying to regain control and who have no interest in the idea of ever fair. They don't want a new utopia. They want it to be the land it was before it was colonized. They want their control back as the rightful king and queen. There's also the Chinese workers who King Leopold II brought in as a labor force who are now trying to find their place in this new context. We also get the point of view of the white European supporters of Everfair who are supplying a lot of the money for this project, but who may expect too much in return, who may be missing a lot of the political nuances of what they are involved in. There are so many complicated political machinations that are happening between all of these groups, each negotiating for the future of this region. This is a story that spans continents and decades, and one aspect of that is a complex, layered, and captivating relationship between two women. These are all flawed characters, though arguably one more than the others, and I loved seeing this story from each of their perspectives. From the point of view of writing about it as a queer book, I do feel like this relationship is really central to the story. The main idea of the book is about colonialism, and it is about all of these interactions. But in terms of the relationships and the characters, we kind of keep circling back to these two women and their very thorny, complicated, layered relationship with each other and how it changes 
over these decades. And I thought that that was absolutely fascinating and so well done. And there's also another queer woman point of view character and several more minor queer characters. So I'm surprised this isn't talked about more as a queer book, because I think it is a classic queer novel, in my opinion. I finished this about five years ago, and I am still thinking about it. There is so much to tease apart here about race and racism, as well as colonialism. Nisi Shal is an incredible writer, and they hold workshops about writing the other that I can only imagine would be hugely valuable as an author. This is a book that really challenged me, and it demands a lot from its readers. It wasn't a quick read, definitely, because I often had to pause between chapters to let them sink in and get ready for yet another point of view shift. We're getting so many different point of views, and we often don't circle back to the original point of view for a while. So it can be kind of a tough hang for that, but it is so worth it. It really is worth that time investment. So if you are ready to pick up an ambitious novel that expects you to keep up, I highly recommend this one. And that is Everfair by Nisi Shal. The problem with recommending mind-blowing books is that now I have to try to describe them, which is challenging. Both of these books defy simple description or even genre categories. But the second book I want to talk about is The Salt Roads by Nalo Hopkinson. And it also has multiple points of view, though not as many as ever fair. This has four point of view characters. And in, I guess, chronological order, there's one that is inspired by the figure St. Mary of Egypt. Another is an enslaved woman in the 18th century in what is now Haiti. The third point of view character is a biracial sex worker in 1840s Paris. And finally, what's connecting them all together is the final character who is a spirit who inhabits each of them at some point in their quest for freedom and agency in their lives as a very, very basic, simplified description of what this book does. Most of these characters are inspired by real-life historical figures, and they each feel three-dimensional and interesting enough to support a whole book to themselves. While these are very different characters, their stories are united in discussing racism, sexism, colonialism, oppression, and resistance. It is a surreal, intertwining narrative, and I was quite surprised to have been assigned to this in university. I was in the middle of reading another book when I picked this up because it was assigned. And then there was an intimate scene between two women within the first 15 pages, which I've definitely not had in an assigned book before. And I was definitely convinced to keep reading. So shout out to that professor who assigned this because first of all, I found a new favorite author. This is an amazing book and Nalo Hopkinson's books are always amazing. But also this was such a great story to be able to discuss in class because there is so much going on between all of the different time periods and places, not to mention that thread of the spirit that connects each of them and the motifs that repeat in different contexts. But 
I don't think before that I had ever been assigned a queer booking class, especially not in just a general lit class, not a women's studies course, but just an unrelated to being queer English class. And I was really impressed with that. And yeah, I really am glad that that professor assigned the Salt Roads because it blew my mind and I'm still thinking about it. After reading it, I immediately had to go pick up as many Nalo Hopkinson books as I could find. And they're each an adventure. There's at least one that has a character that is a guitar inhabited by Jimi Hendrix spirit. So that's what you can expect from Nalo Hopkinson's books and fire-breathing chickens and just everything interesting and good. So I recommend all of Nalo Hopkinson's books, but specifically The Salt Roads today. Like Everfair, this is a book that expects you as a reader to keep up as you shift between places and time periods. And like Everfair, it is completely earned. And again, that's The Salt Roads by Nalo Hopkinson. So that is it for me today. Thank you so much to our sponsor for making this possible. Thank you to our audio editor, Jen Zink. And thank you for listening. For more recs or general bookishness, check out bookriot.com. And don't forget to check out our full stable of podcasts at bookriot.com slash listen, or just search bookriot on your podcast player of choice. You can find a list of all the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com slash all the books. And remember, if you are a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, please leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. We sincerely appreciate your review and they help other book lovers find us. If you want to find me, you can follow me on Twitter at Lesbury, which is L-E-S-B-R-A-R-Y, or at my blog, The Lesbury, which is lesbury.com. And in the meantime, happy reading. Happy reading.